Let's begin now. Give it to me, Julio. Three weeks in a row, we started a Thursday night show that way. Every time now, huh? That's right. Every time. You'll start to like it. You better be careful. I might. It is what it is. You I just bet, Go ahead. I've been known to give the business, you know? Okay. So. okay. Let's wait till 8 o'clock. Eh, you know me. No matter the situation, I'll try to, you know, show up and play my best. Why is the Club 610 sign on? I was is wondering that a barber the thing? thing. No, that's a it's, it's a it's always a Friday night or it Friday is. afternoon. I don't know why thing. it's on right now. I feel like barber turned that on. Sounds like a barber thing to do. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna get a text. Oh, Set of course you're of course you're blaming me. He might he might not have made it to his truck yet. So right. Sounds like a barber thing to do though. Yeah, I mean I, I don't know. It's very. So not setting the mood for you? Well, she's very bright. It's it's bright. And it's, it's also pink. it's also not my thing. Like I'm not part of Club Six Ten. Well, whatever. We'll turn it off during the break. Um, so a little bit of grief. Tell me if I'm like, if I'm pouting with this. Okay. Um, 36 years old. Okay. 36. But here's what I have to complain about. I just got summoned for the fourth time for jury duty. And I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this. I know you have to. Already doing it. Four times impressive how does that happen like i know the process is like okay three years then your name goes out of the drawing and then it comes but it seems like there's some sort of like who did i piss off four times that's impressive considering i got my first one three months ago yeah for my life and i'm 40 yeah so that's impressive good for you what's even more impressive is that it has to be close to like three years to the day yeah but how many times have you actually gone in and had had to serve so the first two, I got down to, like, the very last selection. And then finally they were like, your decision is not persuasive. Like, you believe that? I was like, yes. The second one, I got down to, like, the final 24. And I was like, Kinda I believe. Close. I was like, yeah, you know, I, you know, I, whatever. And then um, the last one was, like, right in, like, kind of, like, the middle of COVID, I guess. It was, like, right when they were starting to, like, have, like, people were back to like somewhat normalcy. I don't know if we'll ever get back to normalcy. Um, but uh, they sent like the text questions. Like, do you work around people of like more than 10 to 20? I was like, yes. Did you go out in public over the last two weeks? Yes. Did you go out of town? Yes. Which I did. I don't lie. And then they sent me like a text message back like two days later. And it was like, we are not going to be selecting you. So this is like 2021. So it's been a while. It's been three years almost to the day. Sounds like you're about due. I'm a marked man. I mean, this time around, you're going to serve, right? That That's maybe no. you don't have to lie, but maybe I don't maybe lie. You can just. But I thought about it. I was talking to Jason Nivens at The Rock. He was out here wrapping things up. And I was like, maybe I'll just go up there and be like, I'm in the media. He's like, I tried that. It I, didn't work. No, I was going to say, I was going to yeah. suggest that. That doesn't do anything. Or I'll just be like, I cannot keep a secret. I am the worst at not talking about what I'm currently doing. I mean, you're telling the truth. I think that would get you out. Because there's a lot of people that'll do a bunch of bull junk where they'll like talk about, they'll say something that's not true. Like someone will throw out the religious card. And I'm not saying they're not. 
I'm not saying that that's a, a, an invalid excuse. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But there are people that'll be like, yeah, I can't do this. Like, there's no way. But I want to be like, dude, I talk a lot. I'm on the air. Or maybe I get with a guy outside the courtroom. Like, hey, you and I, we went to high school together. No, we did. Yes. We went yes. to high school together. That's lying. I know that. I know. That's, I can't do that. I can't, can't do that. that. Not, not in, a, in a courthouse. I can't do that. You, see, so now you got to go through. I think you need to do your research. You got to yeah. find out what the criteria is and find out where your truth lies within that criteria so yeah. that you don't have to serve. That's all. Because the, the two times I did get out of it, uh, one was a really disgusting case where a guy was seeking to go from like a incarcerated facility to like a halfway, but he was a uh, reoffending pedophile. Oh, and they were yeah. like, do you think he should be able to be transferred? And I was like, no, absolutely not. And they're like, can you firmly believe that? I was like, yes. And there's no change in mind? No. And they're like, okay, never mind. And then the other one was like some family was suing an anesthesiologist. And I was like, I can't put a value on someone's life. And this guy was doing his job. And this happens all the time. I think anesthesiologists, I think, are the most sued doctor profession in the world. Oh, yeah. So I was like, ah. Somebody says, guys, I'm 54. I've been summoned one time. Must be nice. I'm 36. I'm on number four. Uh, Love you, Dusty. They love you. Just like the people. Something. They love you. Something. Sparkling personality. My buddy Seneca goes, tell him you're a Swifty. They'll let you off jury duty. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that happens. I hope. I don't know. I don't know if I'm a Swifty. Might be apt to, to actually make yeah. you a juror in that, in yeah. that case. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, so you're a good person. Yeah, oh, exactly. Son of a gun. Seneca. Um, all right. So that was just my little grievance there. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring you into my life, but welcome to After Hours, 610 Sports Trader. We're on until 9 o'clock tonight. We'll be back tomorrow, uh, Friday show. Uh, Jay Binkley at 630, Richard of the Week, 645. Always the out of left field question at 8 o'clock. We'll do that again uh, tonight, an interesting one. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but where I want to start this uh, conversation off tonight is, is really we've kind of gone on uh, in this playoffs, right? We've, we've, we started with Miami, which we call the resume game. Right? I'm almost 41. One jury duty this far. Must be nice. Um, Miami was the resume game, right? You know who their coach is. You know what their quarterback is. They haven't played a lot of playoff games. And they're coming to your house. You're way more advanced than they are. Right? The Buffalo game was go be the anti-hero. Right? Mahomes, go be the villain. Absorb it. Enjoy it. It's sports. There needs to be rivalries. There needs to be hatred within the sport. And they're throwing snowballs at Patrick Mahomes at the end of the game. And he was dodging them and ducking them and dive and dodge. And laughing about it. Right? He wasn't mad. He was like, hey, you hate me. You're, you're, you're so mad. You're throwing a snowball at me. And they ain't loving it. Right? It absorbed the villain role. This week's game is all about pressure. It's all about pressure. What do you know about pressure? Well, I have kissed a man, is the quote from that movie. You think Ace Ventura is canceled these days? Probably. I think I've read an article about it. But either way, this game is all about the pressure that lies within the two teams. And I love that this game is also more than just about the two quarterbacks. Right? This was Mahomes on Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I think um, I think the biggest thing that you, you like to see in, in other quarterbacks is, is how they improve every single year. Um, and obviously, um, everybody talked about his running, but you can see how he's developed as a passer, throwing from within the pocket, 
arm angles, making the, the accurate throw in big situations and, and big moments. Um, and that's what the great quarterbacks do. Um, and he continues to get better and better every single year. And so uh, uh, I knew we were going to play in a lot of games like this uh, as our career has gone on. And I'm sure this, won't, this will be the first of many. So that's Mahomes on Lamar Jackson in the matchup of Ravens versus Chiefs. What's even better is Lamar Jackson on facing Patrick Mahomes. I don't like competing against him at all. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's a great quarterback. Um, definitely a Hall of Famer. Uh, it's not even a, it's a no-brainer. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. Um, but it, it's just – I believe it's just two, two, two greats, um, up-and-coming greats, just going toe-to-toe, you know, like a heavyweight fight. And I think Lamar Jackson describes it the best, Right. I think Lamar Jackson, you know, finally a quarterback has said some honesty when it comes to facing who is, you know, the best in the game with Patrick Mahomes, right? This is Lamar Jackson kind of humanizing himself to the media. Like Josh Allen, like, oh, Pat's a good guy. You know, we're friends. We play golf. Like, it's always competitive, whatever. And Joe Burrow, who's gotten the upper hand on Patrick Mahomes, more than Mahomes has really gotten the upper hand on Joe Burrow, even though he has two Super Bowls and Joe Burrow has zero and Mahomes has two MVPs and Burrow has zero. But either way, you know the records and what was the past. Joe Burrow, hey, it's always fun to play. You know, it's always a great game. It's always this, this, that. We have a good time. It's competitive. We enjoy it. Lamar knows. Like, Lamar knows, and he's telling you, I don't like playing against that guy. And this game will be the main focus of this game will be Lamar versus Patrick Mahomes. Because do you know the last two AFC players who win the MVP award? Simple. It's Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, right? It's gone. Mahomes, Rodgers, Rodgers, Mahomes, Jackson. Number one, number four seed or three seed, right? Buffalo was a pyrite of a two seed. But, unfortunately, things didn't go well in the regular season. Otherwise, that game would be played in a different location. But, again, we're past that. We're moving on. But this game is more about just the two quarterbacks. This game is more about the equalness of both sides. You have the number one scoring defense in Baltimore. You have the number two scoring defense in Kansas City. You have the reigning defending MVP quarterback and what will be in a short few weeks the next announced MVP, which will be Lamar Jackson. The one variable that this team is different on is where both these teams have been of recent. This is the sixth AFC championship game for Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. This is Lamar Jackson's first AFC championship game. And we all have probably forgotten the scrutiny that went into the offseason towards Lamar from his own fan base, from his own media, from all those people like, oh, he gave up on the team. He doesn't want to play. He's playing for a contract. Those people can eat crow today because Lamar Jackson parlayed that entire offseason and some of the last season where they lost in the first round of the playoffs. He wasn't going to play. The knee was a lot of people were like, is it really as bad as he says it is? Is he just waiting to get a contract? And then we'll see where it goes. I don't know if I like this whole strategy. Lamar didn't hire an agent. There was all this talk in the offseason, like the Lamar Jackson contract. That was like the number one story going into the offseason when it came to free agency, when it came to signing players, whatever it would have been. And Lamar Jackson parlayed that into winning his division, which was the toughest division in maybe football, three playoff teams, four playoff teams. Every team in that division made the playoffs. And 
Lamar Jackson got the number one seed and he got the MVP. I still think there's a little bit of pressure from Lamar and that or from that fan base and from that maybe the organization a little bit is like, okay, now go get to the Super Bowl. Like, this is awesome. We're in the AFC Championship game. We are hosting this game. We've taken Kansas City out of their yard. And Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens have so much more pressure than the Kansas City Chiefs. Advantage Kansas City. And that at this point on January 25th, three days before this game gets played at 2 o'clock Central Time, that's where the one advantage I can see one team having maybe over the other. I think the defenses are good enough. It's a wash. I think the kickers are one and two. No matter how you do it, I would listen to both sides of the argument. Their best wide receiver is a rookie. The Chiefs' best wide receiver is a rookie. They have a top five tight end in Mark Andrews. The Chiefs have the top tight end in Travis Kelsey. They have uh, Andy Reid. The other side has John Harbaugh. Probably the two best coaches in the AFC. But where this game differs or where there might be a slight advantage for your Kansas City Chiefs, they've done it. They're not the one seed. They're not hosting. There is not as much pressure on Kansas City as there is Baltimore. Now, there is pressure on Kansas City. I I will not deny that. But if you put it out of a 100 scale, it's 70-30, in my opinion, as of right now, for the Ravens over the Kansas City Chiefs when it comes to the biggest moment of this game. But this game will be, the main focus of this game will be Lamar versus Mahomes. Every graphic will have number eight and number 15, one in purple, one in white. The subplot stories will be the defenses, the kickers, and the coaches. But maybe the story that not a lot of people are going to bring up because they don't necessarily want to go outside that far is pressure within this game. And that sort of thing leads towards Baltimore. Now, Baltimore's a good team. They've been good all year. And Kansas City's look pretty flawless in the playoffs. On the other side, if you don't want to hear it from me, I'll play the GOATs. That's right, the GOAT, Tom Brady. I'll tell you what Tom Brady had to say about Patrick Mahomes and what this team can do if they keep doing it right in the playoffs. That's Julio Sanchez and Dusty Likens. You're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. I always wondered how many times or how many, yeah, how many cigarettes the lead singer of this band sang. This is, uh, don't tell me, don't tell me. Uh, I know it's Steal My Sunshine, not LFO, but it's something like Close. that, right? Close. Not, LFO is Summertime Girls. This is L, uh, tell me. Ian. Yeah. Lynn. That's right. Close. I know. You're right about the voice, though. Yeah, I was he like, has how many? To smoke like two packs a day, right? I mean, this guy's definitely hammering a dart every five to ten minutes. You're not born with the, this guy. No, this is this is earned. No, it's earned. One of the biggest mistakes I ever ever did was uh, I don't know if I read a book or if it was just like a monologue, but it was about getting into radio and like just like really distinguishing your voice. And one of the things it said was like, if you really want to like age your voice quicker, uh, drink whiskey and smoke cigarettes. Yep. Yeah, And, uh, of course, uh, the naive young man I was, I uh, went to the gas station. I bought a pint of McCormick's whiskey Ugh. and a pack of Marble Reds. 
And bad combination, sir. I just sat there and and I poured like a little Coke and a little bit of whiskey, and I would just drink and go back and forth. And I remember waking up. up in the morning, I was just like, oh my God. Good way to upchuck. <laughs> yeah. So don't do that. Your voice is just like, it's funny at my side gig or with other people, they're like, oh, your voice sounds a little hoarse. Are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I just literally have been talking for like 15 consecutive days. They're like, oh, so you're not sick? I'm like, no, no. Trust it's just me. you. It's just yeah. normal. I was like, I just, this, this voice just gets christened um, the, the vocal cords. But I don't worry. I won't be Morgan Wallen and suspend any shows. I'll I'll be here as long as I can until I can't talk. I know it finally, uh, poor Drew Nixon, right? He doesn't know a lot about playoff experience. Um, that was unnecessary. Unnecessary shot. Very much so. Sure. But he lost his voice over the weekend. Like He was like, yeah, I don't know what happened. I'm like, no, what happened is you probably, ha- yeah, I was like, you probably haven't talked this much this deep into the playoff season because your team isn't always <laughs> Again, in the AFC Championship game. Again, you know, guy's he not laughed. even here to defend himself. He laughed. He went, ha-ha. Double tap. You use a lot of the double tap. Are you an HTC guy? HTC. Yeah. You know. All right. Well, go ahead and nip that one in the bud. Yep. Um, for some reason, I don't know like where these people are, but there's a few people within this city that are like, you guys do understand that like Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback ever. And I don't know if I've ever not said this on the radio station, but I've always given Tom Brady his flowers. I don't think there's ever anybody that's going to be better. I know that if Mahomes wins the Super Bowl this year, they will fire up that conversation of can he catch him? Because Mahomes would then be 28 with three rings. He'd have to get to four more within the next, what, 10 years? Tough. Big time tough. But this was Tom Brady on Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. He's an incredible competitor, and I think it's on display in the biggest moment. So I, everyone, I got a lot of questions for you. And what do you think? It's at Buffalo. And I said, I think I like Patrick. He, he doesn't doesn't phase him. He doesn't care that it's in Buffalo. He wants to go out and play who's ever the best to see how he matches up. And he always seems to play his best in the big moments. And, you know, even the Super Bowl where we got him in when we were in Tampa, he was, you know, he was running all over. He ran for 450 yards, you know, horizontally across the field in order to get passes off. And there was kind of an onslaught of pressure. But he still in those moments was giving his team a chance to win from his athletic ability, his tenacity, his competitiveness, he's got so many of the intangibles. So beyond his ability to throw the ball, run it when he does, he had a great run yesterday. I think he's got these intangibles that everyone believes. And I said it in the third quarter yesterday, as soon as Casey took the lead, it felt like Buffalo's got to go, oh, God, this is not the game we wanted. We we didn't want to be in behind three in the third quarter. And they took the lead, and then obviously the the, the game turned out the way it did. But – He's a fierce competitor. They got a great team. They're really well coached. It's been a great organization. Five, six AFC championships actually in the last six years. That's that's pretty impressive. So that's Tom Brady on Patrick Mahomes. And the reason I I really brought this sort of topic into tonight before we really ramp it up uh, tomorrow night, Red Friday, biggest one in the city. I hope every establishment lets all their employees wear red. Every establishment. I gave a wrong shout out. I gave uh, my buddy Seneca credit, but I should have given a credit to my buddy Donnie. Donnie's the one that said I was a, a Swifty. So my apologies, Don. Big Don. The Don. The pool Don. The neighborhood pool Don. Don Magic Wand. Yeah. He's a good guy. Definitely not a guy you want to piss off. I'll tell you that much. He'll squeeze your head like a melon. Um, but no, I wanted to bring this up because 
if we continue to get playoff Chiefs, right, we continue to get this sort of team, then the other opponent has to play damn near perfect football. Hear me out. Let me talk to you. It's kind of similar to maybe back in the day when you played video games, right? Or whatever it may have been. That second to last level, to me, was always the hardest. For those of you that really want to go back and age it, you remember when you played Sonic the Hedgehog before you faced Dr. Robotnik in the final level. The level before that was extremely hard. I believe it was like the spaceship episode or a level where everything was super windy and you had to be very precise. You had to be perfect to get to the final stage. That's where we're at when you face the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, to make me kind of sound like a homer or somewhat biased, the Chiefs don't have to be perfect. And quite simply, the Chiefs have not been perfect in the playoffs. They were atrocious in the red zone against the Dolphins. That's a little tough. Atrocious is probably bad. But they were not getting touchdowns. They were field goal after field goal after field goal. They couldn't get in to pay dirt. Couldn't do it. Against Buffalo, right? Started the game off. Fumble. Couldn't fall on top of it. Yes, there was a penalty. But still, you got to fall on that football. McCole Hardman, the fumble, right? Not perfect. Didn't necessarily have to be perfect. But Buffalo was not perfect. And Buffalo thought a lot about that. At least maybe you could say they did because you can hear the audio in Tom Brady. If anybody knows, if anybody knows, Tom Brady knows. Right, Tom Brady began his career similar to how Patrick Mahomes has. Winning championships. People loved him, then they hated him because they didn't have him. And they got tired of the winning ways, but Tom Brady got so used to what it was, right? And I know I've used different analogies before. Like being a producer the first time in the radio, that clock is so fast. The first time I ever produced a Royals game, it was the fastest moving thing I'd ever seen. And I had seen Terrence Gore run bases. I had seen Gerard Dyson play center field. When I was behind that board, it went from 7 to 7.05 in a blink of an eye. Fast forward the clocks about a year later, I was like, oh, man, it's only 7.02. Similar situation to Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, right? Now everything is so schematic. It's so rhythmic. It's so just natural that Mahomes knows when and where to be in this sort of environment, that is the playoffs, not Baltimore. But the Chiefs have not needed to be perfect. Baltimore, you kind of have to think they're going to have that same sort of mindset of, we can't turn the ball over. We cannot give him the ball with at least 13, I'm kidding, with at least a minute 10 left. Because how many times do you remember watching New England and it was like, Oh, Team X went down and scored. There's 59 seconds left, and they're up by one. Can Tom Brady do it? Duh. What did Tom Brady do? Went 60 yards, turned it over to Adam Vinatieri, game over, Patriots, winners, champions, again. Over and over and over again. And when you watch that, you saw how 
smooth and calm and collective Tom Brady was, whereas the other side, it was happy feet, running out, speeding up. And the thing that's crazy is that the Chiefs might have figured out what makes them great. And Mahomes mentioned this in how he didn't necessarily or the team didn't necessarily have the season they wanted. But there's other things that can turn out in a positive way that didn't happen in the regular season. I would say it's just challenging the fact that I had to deal with a lot of adversity, uh, getting uh, not having the success that I've that I've had in the past. Uh, knock on wood, I haven't had to deal with any of like the injuries or anything I've dealt with before in a season. So I, I call those seasons challenging. But at the same time, um, being able to not win all the games and going out there and have big stats and all the different type of stuff has been different. Um, but it's taught me how to win in different ways and and become the best quarterback for our team, not necessarily the best quarterback. Uh, for stats and stuff like that, but the best quarterback I can be for us to go out there and get wins. So, again, you look at the numbers in the playoffs. Mahomes has been clean. Zero interceptions. Part of that is because they simplify this offense, and I said this today on Fox 4. I think that when the season was rolling, the Chiefs and the team knew exactly what they really, really wanted to do, what they really wanted to manifest as an offense, and it just never panned out. And a lot of people... You know, Pete Sweeney, myself, Nate Taylor, why did it take so long? It's very humbling to be good at your craft, check that, great at your craft, and admit that maybe you missed. Maybe MBS isn't what we thought he was going to be this year in this offense with the role that we wanted to give him. It just didn't work out. Maybe he's a two to three target guy a game, one first down and one big catch. Look good at Buffalo that way. Maybe Sky Moore is not the receiver we thought he was going to be. We've given him essentially two seasons. It ain't happening. Humbling. Man, this rookie's really good. Yeah, but is he ready for the next level? Because it's the levels in Andy Reid's offense and the system that this team is, it's a substantial jump. It's not just, oh, you go from green belt to purple belt to blue belt to yellow belt to black belt. No, 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 no. It is one belt to the top belt. There's no there's no levels. It's here, then there. And... The playoffs have started, and since that Week 17 game against Cincinnati, they simplified the offense. The offense has then done that moving forward. Rasheed Rice, a rookie, right? You remember game one against Miami in negative 30. Eight for 130, 131. Not the biggest game last week, but had a big play on the sidelines that he stretched for more yards. Rasheed Rice has zero drops. Travis Kelsey has been rejuvenated into this offense with having the big game last week. 70 and two touchdowns the week before seven for 70 and this offense and this team because of Mahomes and because of the playoffs and how other people react to what it is his smoothness his greatness and his experience it's a whole nother factor the Chiefs they know that in the playoffs if something does go awry there's going to be an opportunity where the other team is also going to do it and how they react to it because of what we led with the pressure and also the know with all that there is another guy on the other side that will rip your throat out. Coming up on the other side, coach of the year is what Andy Reid deserves. He's not going to get it, but man, he deserves it. Plus Mike Florio, just let it go. This is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.